Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Good evening, Steeler fans, and welcome to another Wednesday night here on the Steel Curtain Network. I'm your host, Jeffrey Benedict. Here, Shannon White is with me. We are the Curtain Call. I almost didn't tell you the name of our podcast. We are the Curtain Call podcast here every Wednesday. Shannon, how are you doing? I'm doing really good. I've had an interesting conversation all day with uh, talking about the inside linebacker position on the discussion thread. So I'm I'm looking forward to talking to you about it and, and getting your opinion on things. All right. I, I have my own little now. I had a great day today. Today is my wedding anniversary. I've been married 20 years today as of right now. Congratulations to me. Uh so we're a little we're a little laid back this year. We got some trips upcoming, my wife and I. So we're not doing anything big today. Uh so I'm here with you guys. That's what I'm here. That's what I'm here for. My other my other spouse, the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're talking about the other, the other <laughs> love of my life, right? You know, it's kind of how it works. You have two. Sometimes, hopefully, hopefully they both work out for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm talking a bunch of nonsense. Um, today, we're going to be talking about the Steelers linebackers, and specifically, do they have enough? Do they have the guys they need? Do they have the players they need to move this defense, you know, forward? going into 2023 and we're going to start we're going to start with the outside linebackers there's a lot of great talk about the inside linebackers coming and i want to make sure we don't completely ignore the outside linebackers so we're going to start with them 
And I want to start you off with this question, Shannon. TJ Watt coming back from injury, right? And he was obviously the star in Keith Butler's defense. We've talked to before about how Keith Butler was smart to do it, but he ran the defense around generating pressures for TJ Watt, right? Because TJ Watt turned him into sacks. TJ Watt turned him into turnovers. You gave TJ Watt a shot at the quarterback. Good things happened for your defense. Much better compared to even, you know, a Cameron Hayward. You know, it's just better. Um, with that changed last season, where they opened things up a little bit, more ran for Alex Highsmith. We saw Alex Highsmith put up a bunch of sacks mm-hmm. last season. Do you think TJ Watt leads the Steelers in sacks this year? And if you think he does, do you think it's close? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. If he's healthy, uh, and that's a big if, that I think he'll lead them in sacks just because even though he will attract so much extra attention, double teams, the fact that Highsmith is developed in such a elite pass rusher of his own will limit what teams could do to slow down what. When he come back, he was probably 80% of what yeah. he normally is. And he realizes, I was intrigued by something he said, that he's changed the way he's working out. And he's giving himself more recovery time. And he's realizing that he's not 23 and 24 anymore. And he might, you know, we understand that we say what happened with JJ. Mm -hmm. So actually JJ is a good precursor and a good example for TJ to maybe back off a little bit, let your body heal. I think the Steelers realized how important it was last year because they brought in talent this year to spell him more. If you yep. keep him to 70, 75%, he's going to be more effective, reduces his chance of injury. So I, I think that he could have a great season because we know how important he is. Say so get 15, 14, 15 sacks, and, you know, but Highsmith be two or three behind him. Actually, that is the optimal result. Because then you can't really cheat to one side or the other if both guys are are being about equally effective. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, that they are they are much better together. Yeah. One thing I look at though is even week one last year, when when both of them were healthy, when TJ Watt was having an absolutely incredible game, mm-hmm. it was Alex Highsmith getting the sacks. Mm-hmm. Alex Highsmith actually had more sacks than TJ and Highsmith had what 13 and a half sacks last year, 14 and a half, 14. Mm-hmm. And when you look at it, he was better when he had TJ. Oh, definitely. TJ made him better. Now, this is my thing. If TJ is 90, 95% even, if they're spelling him a bit more and they're letting mm-hmm. Alex Highsmith play, Alex Highsmith has played a hundred percent of snaps before yeah. he did it last season. If Alex Highsmith is playing a lot, Marcus Golden is getting in there, rotating in a bunch, mm-hmm. and TJ Watt is in there fueling Alex Highsmith's sack numbers with his pressure and teams mm-hmm. avoiding quarterbacks trying to avoid TJ Watt running right into Alex Highsmith. I think we could see Alex Highsmith with 15, 16 sacks, and maybe TJ Watt drop down. 12 13. I this is a this is just a gut feeling I have. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling we're gonna see one of those phenomenal seasons that don't have a ton of sacks. If you remember uh some of the seasons Joey Porter had 
Like mm-hmm. I remember a season he had where he, he dropped, I think, down to like nine and a half sacks. And he was incredible. Yeah. The whole season. He was just destroying what other teams was doing. Quarterbacks would throw they didn't know if he was dropping into coverage or not. He had like nine and a half sacks, four interceptions, mm-hmm. all this stuff. If TJ Watts pectoral isn't back to where it needs to be for him to just dominate in there, you do more of that with him. Blitz more. Come find some creative angles. Don't just ask him to go in there and take on two guys and split defenders and do the crazy stuff he would do. Drop him more. You know, give him some creative things. Let him still make plays. Uh, I mean, we'll talk about this a little bit. I'm going to swing back to this, so so keep this in your memory. Mm -hmm. But I think T.J. Watt could have that kind of a season this year, and I think Alex Highsmith could have have a big one. We brought up the talent behind him, Marcus Golden. Mm hmm I have an interesting stat for you, Shannon. Now, this is from PFF, right? Mm. So so just take this with a great salt and enjoy the numbers coming here. In pass rush win rate from true pass sets, which are not like taking out screen passes, stuff like that, things where the play action, stuff like that, where we know you're passing, you're not even trying to hide it, and the rushers are just coming, right? Mm-hmm. Pass rush win rate in those situations – Marcus Golden ranked 28th in the NFL, according to PFF. TJ Watt was 59th. And yeah. Alex Highsmith ranked 100th in yeah. the NFL in pass rush win rate. Now, obviously, PFF clearly hates the Steelers. We get yeah. that. You know, you have 14 and a half sacks <clears throat> and you're the 100th best pass rusher. Yeah. That's, pretty, that's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, Marcus Golden, has those stats. He also, also, was top 10 in quarterback hits. Plays where he got to the quarterback, but just too late, right? Just too late. And if you add his sacks plus quarterback hits together, according to PFF's numbers, he has 21 sacks plus quarterback hits. Alex Highsmith led the Steelers last season with 20. Marcus Golden, obviously we're not going to put too much on, we're not going to sit here and say Marcus Golden is better than TJ Watt or something. Insane crap like that, like PFF might. Um, do you do you think this is a little over exaggerated? Do you think he's someone who's going to bring actual pass rushing value to this team? Because we've kind of been talking about him, like, oh, he's the mm-hmm. third guy, he's not going to get sacks. Do you think he could be a guy that brings pass rush value and maybe gets six to eight sacks in the season? Yeah, I've been thinking. I said on long if he can get five and <clears throat> get those consistent pressures. You know, he's worth every penny. And if you watch him, the once he pressured the quarterback, and a lot of times the quarterback just run away from him because he he isn't an elite athlete. He doesn't have a burst at the end to finish the play. He gets there. He disrupts the play. He disrupts the quarterback, which leads to a lot of incompletions and broken plays for the offense. But he doesn't finish plays because he doesn't have that elite athleticism on a level of a Highsmith and a Watt. And so, uh, but I think that what they're going to ask him to do, he is such an upgrade of what they've been running out there as that third edge guy. And and he is going to be a real contributor. And he understands the culture, the fit. He's already aware of the Watt family and how they are because he played with JJ. And Mm -hmm. now he's getting to play with TJ. Uh, He he wants to be there with Tomlin. Uh, I think he's a great fit for this defense. Because he can also set a really strong edge. Because a lot of times, you know, you're sitting that edge and you're uh, an outside linebacker. You take some abuse. 
because you're getting it from the tackle and the tight end yep. on plays coming at you. And we seen last year on the backside when Watt got his knee hurt in the first game, the Bengals tight end came across the formation and blocked him low. And so he, you might want to give him a couple more series off, especially early in those run downs. So, so he don't get abused like that or take that physical abuse. Oh, I agree. I agree. Uh, I, and I think I think it's just smart. I think the NFL is going to be heading this direction. We've seen it in other sports. You don't want to overuse your players. Mm-mm. You you want to give them little work, little breaks. Uh, it's it's more effective than you know even like taking a game off sometime and like playing a hundred percent of the other snaps mm-hmm. is not going to do you good. You need to get out when the and and we're seeing more of that. Like I I could never do this when I was a kid. I would I I've talked I think I've talked about in this show. I I played soccer. I was a, a team captain my senior year. I had multiple concussions. I wouldn't tell anyone. Mm-hmm. I kept it secret. We didn't have the same you know stuff stuff in check to help kids avoid that. I yeah. was responsible for telling my coach I had a concussion. <laughs> I don't know how that. Like I never told anyone. I went in and played as but I. My coach was like, what happened to you? You just suddenly forgot how to play because I was terrible. I was yeah. playing with multiple concussions, man. <laughs> I was awful. And uh, nowadays you see a player like TJ Watt will be in for like four or five snaps. He'll take himself out. Mm-hmm. He'll signal the sideline and run off the field. And I'm like, that's what these guys have to do. They have to understand this. They have to know, you know, where, where the, when they should get out, when they should come back in, when they should, you know. There's all this crazy science involved, and it's way over my head. Uh, but it, but it's a big part of it, and I think that is a great reason to have a guy like Marcus Golden. It's a great reason to have that rotation mm-hmm. on a position where you're doing a lot of contact, a lot of running, a lot of just really high-intensity te- effort. Give them little breaks. I think it's going to be fun. I, and I, I think this group, this three, I agree with you, this is the best clearly since like 2019 when it was Alex yeah. Highsmith as the number three. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Well, that is there, do we need to talk about the outside linebackers more? No, I, I think we pretty much covered it. Right. Well, it's, we were doing depth charts. So let's, let's, I mean, obviously TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith are our starters, right? And we got Marcus Golden as the number three. who's going to play a lot. And then our number four, Nick Herbig, right? Yep. With uh, I think I think here is one of my outside uh, one of my dark horses to make the roster, David Perales. Uh, we've been heard we've heard about him a bit with his mm-hmm. intensity and effort, and he's kind of disappeared in the drills in shorts. He's not making plays in shorts. I think that is a guy who could suddenly start looking better the minute the preseason games start, and he has somebody to hit. So keep an eye out for some of those depth guys. Someone mm-hmm. could make this squad. Someone's got to play special teams. <laughs> And it's not going to be T.J. Watt, Alex Highsmith, or Marcus Golden. They are not the special team no, players. No. Nick Herbig will be will be playing it, uh, and you're going to have to find more than just that. It's more than just one player playing as a linebacker playing mm-hmm. special teams. There. When we move to the inside linebackers, mm-hmm. Shannon, you had a great article on him today. Um, so I want to I want to ask you because we heard the Steelers are bringing Cole Holcomb along slowly. Mm-hmm. They're not pushing him too much. They're trying to give him time, get him doing well. What are your expectations for Cole Holcomb for this coming season? Well, I think the Steelers are making the right decision with Holcomb because the foot injury 
the surgery is very successful. The odds of coming back at 100%. If you rehabilitate it fully, you don't rush back. Um, Calvin Austin III last year said, I'm ready to go. He was ready to come back. He thought he was well enough. And the Steelers realized how important his feet is because his speed and his elusiveness is his game. And mm-hmm. they're, they're like, they shut him down for the year. And now we're seeing so far in OTAs, he looks like he's fully back. The speed's there. Patrick Peterson and different people are talking about it. So the Steelers realize that Holcomb, it's been a while since his surgery, but now he's out there even running around in shorts, going full speed for the first time. So he's doing some drills. You know, we'll see him in some stuff. But they're taking it slow. And that's the right thing to do because he's going to be, unless something changes, he's going to be the Mac because he's, he's quicker um, and faster than the other guys on the depth chart. And so he needs to be fully healthy so he can come out and play because with the foot injury, as we've seen with some of the guys that had foot injuries last year, it affects your ability to anchor, to push off. Uh, it, it, It can be very debilitating. We know it, Jack Lambert retired because of a turf toe. Yeah. It wasn't because he wasn't tough enough. It just, he could no longer push off of that foot. And so it's a, it can be a, you know, any of the foot injury like that can be devastating. You have to let it heal. So I, I think they're doing the right thing. The, the benefit of doing what they're doing and bringing him along slowly is it's giving the other guys more reps. And so we're seeing a guy like Mark Robertson get in there and get more reps. You're seeing a guy like Tanner Muse, who's going to be kind of a hybrid. He's getting in there getting some reps, along with the Landon Roberts. So all these guys have got to learn to play together, communicate together. So uh, it's actually the right thing to do, and they're actually benefiting from it in the process. Well, that's one thing I did want to ask you about, too, is we do, we do have reports, official reports. Mark Robinson confirms he was running some reps with the first team defense, not just not just because they didn't have anyone else, but yeah. he's actually played very well, and he's getting reps with the first team defense because of it. Shannon, before I before I ask you to respond to this and give your opinions, I want to remind you that this is in fact 2022's Isaac Redman Award winner, Mark Robinson. We're talking about. And with that in mind, I want to ask you, Mark Robinson playing on the first team, right? Is this terrible? Is this bad? Is this a sign of the Steelers' apocalypse? (laughs) Or is this the beacon lighting the stairway to seven? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop somewhere in the middle, but I would (laughs) I would lean to the beacon uh, shining on the stairwell or whatever, because again. Mark Robertson is a much better athlete than people realize. Mm-hmm. He is, if you watch him move, he is very fluid and a natural mover. He's very explosive. When Even in these drills at OTAs, everybody's like, you watch him do the drill and watch the other guys. Yeah. It's, it's quite different. He is very explosive. He's very strong. He did 34 reps on the bench at the combine or his pro day. I don't remember which one it was. Um, but, you know, he – has that running back background. But as I talked about in the article today, those two positions, and I played both, they mirror each other. Yep. 
you're looking across the line. A lot of times when you're running a running back, you're looking to see where that middle linebacker is going because he's trying to meet you in the hole. So you're there as a running back, he used his vision to find running lanes. Now as a middle linebacker, he's using that vision to fill the running lane. Okay. It, it, not just the vision, but the power and the contact balance he has, he used to utilize to break tackles. Now he utilizes it to, you know, disengage from box to bring down the ball carrier. A lot of really great inside linebackers started out or played both positions in high school. Yeah. He just got a late start, guys. So last year, I mean, the year before last, his final year, one year at Ole Miss in the SEC, and he was he was lost ball in high weeds when it comes to coverage. They're pointing at him and holding up signs, telling him, you do this and do that. It was almost like water boy. Mm-hmm. But you can see the natural talent there. And so last year, same thing. The Steelers avoided putting him in any kind of coverage situation because it was painful to watch. But he's had an offseason. He's been working closely with the coaches. He's been, you know, pounding. He's got that work ethic. I mean, he's had to. Look at how many schools he's been in. He's got persistence and determination. That tells me he's got the work ethic. And those guys are going to be successful when you are as athletic and physically talented as he is. So I'm very encouraged. I was encouraged last year. I pushed him for the Redmond Award. And I, I really thought that he had a shot to make the team contribute on special teams. And it took a little bit. But even the coaches started to have faith in him. Well, now they obviously they're running with the first team. There's no reason to do that. They're running with the first team because he's earned it. He's had an interception. That's a step up from last year. Because yeah. last year he'd have just been wandering around and they have no clue where he was supposed to be. So we're seeing progress. And I think that because of these abilities that he has, that not every linebacker has, I don't care what round he's drafted in, I think that he can be a real contributor this year as part of that rotation. Now I don't I don't want to get crazy here, okay? I I get a little crazy with with my Isaac Rudman people, uh, <laughs> and I get a little crazy with with Mark Robinson. I want to let people know I'm not getting super crazy here, because uh, he's not at all in the same category as the person I'm going to compare him to. But when he is diagnosing run plays, his vision, how fast he starts moving, how he kind of gets low just as he's starting to run. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you see yep. him just boom, like he sees it and he is going. He gets that low aggressive stance. He reminds me a little bit of Ray Lewis and how he moves on the field. Mm-hmm. When he is, when he sees a run play and he goes for it, mm-hmm. just, just that, that old school linebacker, that Ray Lewis look to it. You're just like, you know, I want, I want him to get like eight foot of, of like of uh, <laughs> shoulder pads and go out there looking like the, you know, the late nineties, early two thousands linebackers and just go out there and do it. Cause that's what he looks like to me. Yeah. I, he just, oh, I love it. I, I want to, the first time I seen him, and I was, and it was after they drafted him, and I wrote the grade in the pick, and I started watching some film. The first name that came to my mind, and see, I'm an old timer, and you might not, and a lot of people might not remember this guy, but there was a guy named Sam Mills. Oh, Sam, yeah. And Sam was a guy that people was like, he, he can't make it, he's 5'9". He's, mm-hmm. you know, 4'7". He's, there was always excuses and reasons why he couldn't make it. But when he got out on the field, he just knocked people out. I mean, he was just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he was a heat-seeking missile. And if you watch 
when I see Robertson, I get that same that he's just got tunnel vision and he just yeah. wants to hit. I, I said in the article, see, uh, see what you hit, hurt what you see. That's mm-hmm. kind of like what he wants to do. And he, every play, it's consistent. Yeah. And, and you know, he'll have to learn to rein that in a little bit and all, but I'm not saying he's going to be saying Mills, but I, what I'm saying is he has similarities and tendencies. And it, if hopefully he can develop and it be that, uh, our, the next Steelers linebacker that we'll look back on fondly 10 years from now. Yeah. I remember, I remember the end of Sam Mills' career towards the end there, but yeah, yeah I was a little younger, <laughs> but yeah. That's a good one. That's a very good one. But he he is Mark Robinson's that old school type of yeah, dude. Yeah. Now, one of the problems we have with Mark Robinson, one of the problems we have with Landon Roberts, and one of the question marks we have with Cole Holcomb is like really the question mark of this defense heading into 2023. And that is coverage from the linebacker position. And we've heard Keanu Neal getting some work in at linebacker, maybe dime back, maybe nickel, you know, maybe, maybe Keanu Neal makes a change like Mark Barron did and starts playing linebacker instead of safety. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Like you do what you do to stick around. He's a box safety, box safety, dime linebacker. There's not a whole lot of difference between no. those two jobs. Uh, so we could see some of that come into play, but do you think the Steelers are in a position where they need to make a trade for someone like we've heard the name Isaiah Simmons from Arizona. His fifth year option was declined and immediately, immediately Mm -hmm. trade rumors erupted. (laughs) There's actually no signs. Arizona has like expanded his role and they're using him in different ways. There's all this news about him. And at the same time, people are like, well, they clearly don't want him. So they're going to trade him for to somebody. Is that a thing the Steelers need to be working at? Or is this a team that, like, do you think the Steelers can kind of go with what they have? Or is coverage linebacker, a specialist in that job, kind of something the Steelers really need to get? It's kind of hard to say at this point. I think that the preseason will reveal more. I think that there's going to be some philosophical changes on this defense. They have upgraded, I believe, substantially on the defensive line, especially when Benton, you know, as he develops. Mm-hmm. But I do like the, the depth and the, the makeup of this defensive line. As people have said, that with the improvement at the, you know, especially if Watt's healthy, on the edge, that's going to make everybody's job behind them easier. Yeah. They're going to be more press coverage. Uh, and they have more larger, aggressive cornerbacks uh, and we know the safeties, they're solid. I mean, of course, Fitzpatrick is great. We talked before the show, and you mentioned it, that what the Steelers expect from their inside linebackers in coverage. And they've asked guys like Vince Williams to do things he was incapable of doing. So after they realized this was a bad fit, then they would work plays to his strength and let him blitz a lot. And you know, But they haven't had that cover guy, honestly since Shazir. I don't know if it's going to be such an issue this year because I think we're going to see more. If they're playing close games or have a lead, that will help. Yeah. They can play more three safety sets. And also maybe use Peterson a little bit. 
in the slot or as a safety, uh, as they've talked about maybe doing. They're going to move him around a little bit. Um, a Tanner Muse. Uh, the guy is a little bit small for an off-ball linebacker, a little bit big for a strong safety, but he's, he could do both. He could give you minutes there. He had an interception in OTAs the other day. He runs a four-four-one. He, you know, it, it Clemson. That's what he did. He he moved all over that formation and made plays. So I think he'll get a chance to to be that coverage linebacker. Um, but uh, I'm just not as impressed with Isaiah Simmons as a lot of people. Yeah, me either. Um, my problem with him is you said, but we stopped before the show. And you said he's a coverage guy, not a run stuffer. Mm-hmm. But it's true. But he's not very enthusiastic in anything. Um, and we've already had a lot of those type of inside linebackers. Um, I, I, I don't know what they would ask for for him, but I I would rather just steer clear of that situation, honestly. Um, if a Quan Alexander, a Deion Jane, Jones, uh, guys who do have some experience as a coverage linebacker, it, you know, you wait. The longer you wait, their price is coming down. And the Steelers might get another guy to add to that mix, you know, pennies on the dollar. But I, I would not pull a trade for a guy like Simmons at this point. Oh, I, I I agree. I agree with you. Um, and you brought it up, so I'm going to get into it now. Uh, the, this has been something I've been watching. We've talked about it here. The Steelers, the safety room doesn't fit what they've run in the past. The cornerbacks are different. The linebacker room is different. They are clearly going in a different direction. Yep. When you yep. When all of your personnel – fit you know this style of defense over here and you've been running this style of defense over here you're not staying here when you are aggressively acquiring these guys right that's not that's not what that's not what you do so for me that was the trigger and then uh i was listening to chris carter former bst btsc staffer and hall of famer uh talking to alan saunders and alan saunders brought up an interview he had with vince williams or Vince Williams was talking about how the Steelers just ask their linebackers to do more in coverage than other teams do, significantly more. And he said one of the reasons they're having trouble finding good inside linebackers is because the job is just significantly harder here than it is other places, right? So I started looking up some things. And, and one of my things I keep thinking about is Brian Flores and the influence he may have had on a Mike Tomlin, on – you know, uh, Terrell Austin, you look at his Miami Dolphins in 2021. Landon Roberts was used pretty heavily in coverage outside of like dime situations. He rotated in nickel, but he was a guy who dropped into coverage a good deal. And when you look at his numbers, right, uh, targets per snap, he was in coverage. Yards allowed per target, catch rate, yards after catch per reception, Numbers that tell you basically, like, how is this guy doing in coverage? What are people doing when they're, you know, when they're when he's in coverage and they're coming and attacking him? Landon Roberts, who is not a coverage linebacker, no, had very similar numbers to what you see from Isaiah Simmons Mm -hmm. at Arizona, who was a coverage linebacker but played nickel, played dime, had more coverage responsibility than Landon Roberts did. That was one of Brian Flores' top coverage line guy linebackers he had great numbers yeah not a coverage guy Mm -mm. right if the Steelers 
are heading towards a system where the linebackers don't have to be as good in coverage, which is what a lot of people run. I mean, you go back to, to, to New England, there's a lot of years they didn't have good cover linebackers. Their pass defense was still good. Yeah. And if you look at the Steelers, the cornerbacks have always done better here. Like guys have been coming here doing better recently than they have other places. You look at Steven Nelson. Uh, I think you're going to see Cameron Sutton struggle in Detroit because of this. Joe Hayden coming here, struggling in Cleveland, and then just has like three, four great years mm-hmm. here in Pittsburgh as an older cornerback. In my opinion, the Steelers have upgraded their cornerback room, and I think they're going to see a little more of the weight being carried by cornerbacks and a little bit taken off of the linebackers. Yep. <clears throat> and so for me, I don't know if we need it. And we're seeing Mark Robinson develop quickly, learn very quickly, great learning curve. I, I don't see if I don't think I don't think we may not need it. We may just see a team that changes the defense. And we don't need that. We need linebackers who are aggressive, go up and hit people. Like you say, see what you hit, hurt what you see. Yeah. They the other day they had it on the NFL network, and they was doing a replay of a crazy game early last year when the Ravens played the Dolphins. And the Ravens had the, the lead, but, you know, the Dolphins with all that speed and two are throwing the ball over the place, they come back and won. And I saw I got watching the game because I was watching Roberts. Yeah. And since I'm not watching a live game, I really focused just on Roberts. And Roberts a lot of times was trying to cover um, Andrews. Yeah. And that's a mismatch. Oh, yeah. And any, well, you know, Andrews is 6'5 and whatever and, Landon Roberts is 5'11 and 240. And Roberts is not slow, but he's not fast. Mm-hmm. He's not great at changing direction. But I'll not tell you good. what he did do. That guy give 100% effort every time. And you think how many times these last few years, you'll see a guy catch the ball just past the line of scrimmage over the middle and nobody in the pitcher. And then you see a still linebacker come up and they're doing this. And, and, and then the guy – because he's faster than them, even though he's a tight end, he races them to the side and gets around the corner on him. And Edmonds or, or Fitzpatrick had to push him out of bounds all the time. They was absorbing the action. Five yards downfield, let the guy catch it, and then do this stuff. <laughs> that is not a Landon Roberts. Every time in that game, there was one time he went over to hit Andrews on the sidelines and whiffed totally. It flew out of the bounds and hit some guys on the sidelines. But guess what? He was attacking the ball. And he actually made a couple of deflections later in the game. And he, he was in there trained. And if you could just make a couple, two or three deflections in that game, that could change the whole game around. Yep. The Steelers linebackers, the way they've been playing, they're not getting any deflections. They're not making any plays. It's basically let them catch it and then come up and limit the yards after catch. That will not work in the modern NFL. Uh, and I know that they're putting – Vince Williams said they're putting more responsibility on stiller inside linebackers than other teams. And and that but they also didn't have the guys capable of doing that. Yeah. If you have somebody who's got great closing speed, that might work. Yep. You know, you give up a three-yard completion and you stop it as a four-yard catch. The guys they had, you know, Spine, I love Spain, all heart. He didn't want to attack a guy. He didn't want to come forward, and that guy has the whole field to go either direction because he knows. That guy could drop step him and beat him to the edge easy. Yep. So he's trying to he's trying to limit. Yeah. 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 So all these guys the stores have now have better speed and short area quickness and explosiveness that's playing it. There's an upgrade across the board, whether people want to realize that or not. 
the Steelers had a Schobert, and Schobert was, you know, somebody said he was a run stuffer. Run stuffer? <laughs> that dude was just, he's cerebral. Yeah. He's cerebral. He is not physical. Even when he was with Cleveland and had his best seasons, he was good at coverage. You know, he picked Ben off a couple of times, but he was not what you call physical. Well, David Bush got to where he just didn't care at all. Avery Williamson played with the uh, Jets so long that he just got used to tack- making tackles eight yards downfield. Uh, John Bostick was a guy who wanted to be uh, a thumper. But the thing is, as you said, in the Steelers' defense, he was required to read and react. Yep. That was not his strength. So not only do I like the makeup of these linebackers, I think they're what they're going to be asked to do philosophically is going to be a much better fit. All right. We need to take a break. Uh, we're going we're gonna to go to commercial break here for a second. Uh, stick with us. We will be right back after this. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. Uh, Shannon and I were talking about the inside linebackers. We, we talked about the outside linebackers. I want to bring up one more thing, Shannon, here, and kind of talk about... Uh, when you look at this roster right now, all of the linebackers, who would you say is the Steelers' best coverage linebacker? Best linebacker would put into coverage. At this point, I would just say Holcomb. Uh, not that he's outstanding in coverage, but Roberts, like I said, he gives great effort. But So that, that means a lot. And, but Robertson is so raw still. Yeah. So I would have to say Holcomb. Now, did you consider the outside linebackers in that decision? Well, the only problem, we know that Highsmith uh, is is good in coverage. Yeah. And so is TJ. But now Golden is not. No, Golden is not. Golden will set the edge or he'll rush the passer. He will not see him dropping much. So I think Watt is good in coverage and so is Highsmith. But I don't want to use him that way very much because it's kind of a waste. 
It is. I agree. I agree. Obviously, TJ Watt. But if we're just talking talent, yeah. yeah. If we're just talking talent and coverage, would you agree with me that TJ Watt is better in coverage than any other linebacker we have here? Easy. Just with his vision, is that his playmaking? I mean, we've seen the interceptions. Yeah. We've seen him. We some of those balls he's gotten to just for tip aways are, are yeah. incredible on the flats. That's easy. That's it's not close. <laughs> and this this comes back to us talking about earlier. At the beginning of our show, if TJ Watt and his pectoral muscle are not 100%, Mm -hmm. right, then instead of just lining up him on the edge and saying, okay, we got four men here, we're going to rush four against their five, we're going to cover, and you guys go get to the quarterback, that's where TJ Watt's going to have struggles if he's not fully – if he's not – and I I don't mean fully recovered like he's not healthy. I mean like fully recovered as in that pectoral is back to strength. There was a lot of time he didn't get to work on that muscle. Yeah, that muscle wasn't tell. getting exercised. Yeah. That muscle's getting rehabbed. There's a difference between rehabbed and back able to play football and TJ Watt, what he was in 2021, right? Mm-hmm. Before that injury. There's a big gap there. You're talking about like the very peak of athletic performance versus a guy who's just recovered from injury. Yeah. So I think there's a possibility that we will see maybe early on. TJ Watt drop more, be a little more creative, get away. I know they used to, he did it until 2020, Mm -hmm. 2017, 2018, and 2019. He was dropping into coverage often over 10% of plays, sometimes as high as 20% in games. He's Mm -hmm. dropping into coverage and only rushing 80%. Now, last couple seasons, that's been down around like 6%, 7% dropping into into coverage. So he could drop three times as much into coverage as he has in the past, as he has most recently. And you're just going back to the numbers we saw from like Dick LeBeau and Dick LeBeau was dropping guys like Lamar Woodley and James Harrison into mm-hmm. coverage. Yeah. And obviously we know James Harrison wasn't the athlete TJ Watt is, mm-hmm. but James Harrison wasn't shabby in coverage either. I mean, there's a super bowl. There's a, there's a, some super bowl. <laughs> he's not shabby in coverage. That man yeah. knew what he was. He was good. Yeah. TJ Watt, I think could do that. I think we can see Alex Highsmith drop a little more in coverage. As you said, the defensive line mm-hmm. is looking better. We have guys like DeMarvin Leal, mm-hmm. who is a good, you know, yes. big edge rusher. When you're talking about an edge is like a five tech, mm-hmm. you know, and not exactly, or a seven even, not, you know, outside linebacker or the rush guys out wide nine, stuff like that, alignments. DeMarvin Leal can do that. If you see a rush where you've got DeMarvin Leal, Larry Ogunjobi, Cameron Hayward, Alex Highsmith up on the line, and TJ Watt steps back, right? Instead of a 3-4 look, you kind of shift it, and you've got kind of a 4-3 look. That works. Mm -hmm. That works really well. TJ Watt is, is just dangerous there, and the fact that you don't know if he's coming or not. I think we will see a little more hybrid looks from this defense. And I'm very interested to see if they use TJ Watt as kind of that weapon X kind of player where they can move him around a bit more. Shan, do you think there's value in that? Do you think there's value to that? Or would you rather see TJ Watt kind of just stay, hey, this is what he's done. This is what he's good at. Keep him there. Don't mess with it. Well, first off, everybody hit the like button. And that's all I'm going to say. But, <laughs> you know, definitely want everybody to hit the like button. Uh 
Uh, one thing that I think they stopped putting James Harrison in coverage is if you remember, James Harrison about killed two or three people. Yeah, because they were trying to come across the field, and and he would actually almost decapitate them. So they're like, okay, we're getting penalties. We're getting he's getting fined. He's going to go broke. Don't put him in coverage anymore. But <laughs> no, once you're saying last year, they was times they had three inside linebackers on the field at the same time. There was times that they had the three safety looks. The Steelers last year, more than I can remember, started to get creative defensively. Yep. This year, who's to say that they won't have four, three or four outside linebackers on the field? Because we got to remember, Highsmith started his career at Charlotte. He played off ball. Yep. And he moved around the formation to find weak spots, and they found he mismatches because he was their best player. He is very comfortable back in, in playing off ball. Uh, TJ, what we know can do it. We've seen some incredible athletic interceptions and deflections. And so if you've got Golden in there to rush the passer, and let's say Herbig is the other guy who you're just asking the young man who's got talent, just disrupt the play, be a disruptor, attack the quarterback. You know, that, like you said, that is defensive creativity. And that's what I think that the Steelers could, should continue to focus on. Because one way to keep Watt from being able to be double team, triple team, high Smith, these guys, he's, like you said, unpredictable. Unpredictability. Just, you don't know where he's coming from. And, you know, you can see, I can envision high Smith or Watt getting a, a rush up the middle you know, an open lane. I mean, that that would be wonderful, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and I can see that happening. And so I'm like you, I think that we're going to see there's answers where you don't have to bring in a strict coverage linebacker with the three wide receiver sets, using some of the guys they have who might be better in coverage than we think, or actually using your uh, options there at uh, outside linebacker to play a little off ball there. And that way the defense can't necessarily trap a guy on the field uh, by going hurry up, which we've seen happen. A lot of times last year, teams are like, okay, Splade's in there, and they went hurry up, and you knew what they were going to do. And it was yep. like, run it back into flat, you know, or tight into flat, and just make Splade cover him, and he couldn't. So yep. I, I think that they're going to be more creative this year to keep that from happening. I love it. I love it. I, I think we're going to see some formation. A little bit more mm-hmm. formation flexibility. Uh, they brought in some guys who have been on teams that have done it, moved people around. Uh, like they moved TJ Watt to the around and had him play off ball technically. Uh, but I mean, we're talking about when the offense, the defensive line was injured, and part of it was just run defense. Mm-hmm. They need somebody who could stuff the run, <laughs> and they put TJ Watt back there as kind of like. Mm-hmm. Looked like an inside linebacker. Well, he wasn't playing inside linebacker. He was reading leverage on offensive linemen and just going and blowing something up. Like, you just pick a guy and be like, that guy gets blown up, and maybe we stop the run. You know, maybe we actually stop something. Uh, but now with the offense defensive line better, man, that's a threat. That's something you could see where – and especially you think of – you think of the stuff uh, – they were running in Miami. Brian yeah. Flores was running in Miami where he would get everyone up on the line of scrimmage and some guys would drop. Yeah. Or they'd have guys close to that and they'd step forward like they were rushing and then drop. Can you imagine if you're like a guard 
and you've got Cameron Hayward here, and you you got like Cameron Hayward is lined up a little to your outside, and and looking at that that inside gap, right? Looking at your inside shoulder is TJ Watt, and you at the snap have to figure out, okay, am I passing off Cameron Hayward to the tackle mm-hmm. and try like trying to yeah. and trying to block TJ Watt? You know, and then TJ Watt steps forward, and you think that's, and then he drops, right? That's that's creating havoc. Yeah. You, you just because he's so fast, he's coming so hard. You know what's coming. You know you mm-hmm. have to be there. You have to be on your game. The threat of a TJ Watt hitting you there, you know, and then like you leave that gap suddenly open when they were trying to close it for Keith TJ. That opens the door for Larry Ogunjobi, Cameron Hayward, other guys on the outside. It just creates havoc. I love it. I, I think that could be a very, very effective tool for the Steelers defense. One thing about TJ Watt, and he's very quick, he's very athletic, but these guys they're bringing in have this relentless motor. And what that reminds me of is we've seen in baseball, if you got a guy and he hits that ball on the ground, you'll see guys mess up trying to hurry because they know that he can beat that throw to first base. And yeah. it causes errors. It causes mistakes. Well, you also had a guy like Pete Rose, Charlie Hustle. I mean, he wasn't the fastest, but he went 100% every play. And it was the same thing. Guys were more concerned about him, and it caused them to make mistakes. And with with what just being out there, you know that you cannot take a playoff ever. Because if you do, he will make you look foolish. And he will get your quarterback hurt. So it that just his presence alone. Well, now you got Highsmith, who's coming up to be a similar type of player and is just now entering his prime. So that alone is going to change the level of creativity. Brian Flores, I think, would have wanted to help Austin and Tomlin, and they could have been like, we're going to do some zero coverage and stuff. But you can't put Cam Sutton and Levi Wallace or whoever out there like that because, yeah. you know, you can give up seven points real quick. Or six yeah. points, you know what I'm saying. They didn't have the personnel. They didn't have personnel. Now you got Peterson, you got Joey Porter Jr. That's what you brought him in to be the future CB1. I think Trice is much better than people's thinking. I think he would have been a third or fourth round draft pick, and it wouldn't shock me at all if he don't contribute this year, not just on special people. So they have the personnel. It's kind of like everybody's like, well, do they finally have the personnel for Matt Canada's offense? And I would say yes. Same thing with this defense. They have more things they can do creatively, defensively, because they have more talent. I I love it. I love it. And it's 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 crazy to me to think, and I really do, I really think we're gonna see Brian Flores's impact and influence on this defense mm-hmm. more this season than we did last season. Uh, when they would try, they tried to do some of his stuff to try and cover for TJ Watt being up, but they just didn't have, you didn't have the personnel. Mm-mm. You didn't have the, the the people to pull it off. They have it. Yeah. They should have it. Um, now, obviously we're talking, we we just mentioned cornerbacks. We mentioned in rookies. We're talking about inside linebackers who, there's one inside linebacker on this roster who has played football in a Steelers uniform in an actual game. And that is, Mark Roberts. Yeah. And that's not a lot of snaps. No. Right. And that's it. We're talking about Marcus Golden, who hasn't played as a Steeler before. We brought up Keanu Neal, hasn't played as a Steeler before. We have all these cornerbacks. They've never played. Right. The returning starters 
from last year, if you go past TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith in the front five, right? Yeah. The defensive line and the outside linebackers, returning starters from last season. You have uh Levi Wallace, Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah. As that is six, seven positions. If you go nickel and dime, that's seven of the positions on the field. Only two returning players. So while we're saying there's all this potential, and I've seen people in the comments have been saying, hey, this could be a top 10 defense. This could be a top five defense. Well, they could get there. In time. In time. Yes. But like we saw the offensive line last year go from being absolutely terrible mm-hmm. to actually being pretty good over the course of the season. I think you're going to see this defense have personnel to do stuff. Yeah. But they don't have the time together yet. They don't have the experience of playing together yet. They haven't actually done it yet. And it's going to take some time. I think we saw that with Levi Wallace last year. It took him time to get comfortable Mm -hmm. and to start playing and stop thinking. We're going to see that with the rookies. I think Patrick Peterson will have a very low learning curve because it's football. The guy's been around long enough. You show him the defense, he's going to figure it out pretty quick. His role. But I think a lot of these guys are going to take some time. Landon Roberts and Cole Holcomb, they've never played together. It's well, going you to know, take time. What gives me hope is they've brought in guys who have leadership, yeah. who have been team captains. They've brought in guys who have a renowned work ethic. Not just the veterans, but the rookies. They brought in guys who are coachable and have that reputation. You know, there's not any divas per se, and in a lot of these guys they brought in, these are these are just fundamentally committed football guys, and and with football minds, instincts, and and their IQ, football IQ. And the the truth is, the coaches got their hands full. This training camp and this preseason, the coaches got their hands full. The veterans, Cam Hayward, T.J. Watt, Highsmith. Fitzpatrick, all these guys are going to have to, they already are doing it. We're seeing it, mm-hmm. but they are bringing these young guys and these new players and they're, they're making it like somebody was complaining the other day that they went and did some go-karts and stuff the other day, you know, at voluntary OTAs. Yep. And so they took them out for some team money and they said, well, they should be working. And I think they was half joking because the truth is, is that camaraderie that was built, having fun together and doing something away from football. The lot of your best units say Thursday night, the offensive line, we're having a, a, a dinner at somebody's house or we're meeting at a restaurant and eat together. And that's how you build that brotherhood. So mm-hmm. there ha- there's a play- time and a place for everything. And taking that day off the other day to go and, and have a fun time together and build and build camaraderie as a team, that will pay off down the road. Oh, I agree. I agree. So I, I think we're both on the page. Like the early season, we could see some struggles across the board. But this is a team, man. You look at the offense, the defense. This team has talent. Oh, yeah. And I think this this season, what, what I'm looking for, and I think what most Steeler fans are looking for, is showing that this is the team that is building to being a competitor, a contender for a playoff yeah. run. Yeah. For you know, you don't have to win a Super Bowl this year. You don't have to win a Super Bowl next year. I I know we're Steeler fans. The standard <laughs> is the standard, right? 
yeah. Super Bowl or bust is kind of what we do. But even if Kenny Pickett isn't the next Steelers quarterback to lead him to glory, right? Mm-hmm. Even if he isn't, if he can be a guy to get him there, like close, yeah. can this team get back to being a team that is competing to mm-hmm. make it to a Super Bowl? That's what we want to see. And this year, you're starting to see the talent show up. Mm-hmm. You're seeing this team have the people. We have all these guys. One of the cool things is almost none of these guys are on a one-year contract. No. Almost all of these guys, we've got them for next season. Whatever we build this season is going to play into the next season too, which is very exciting. I just – I'm excited for this season, and I'm hoping – really hoping the offense can score enough points and the front, you know, the pass rush mm-hmm. can can carry the defense. You know, basically the pass rush and Mink are going to have to carry the day early in the season. Yeah. And they've done it before, you know. And if we can win some games like that, set ourselves up for playoff position, this team, I think, could make some noise. I think they could win a game or two. This is really that year that I, I think we can do it. Shannon, are you, are, are you with me? Are, are you with some of these people? Are you excited about this defense? You think this has top 10 potential? Oh, I definitely do. But I'm like you, I say in time. That in time part, it's hard for any of us to be patient. Yeah, It's hard to see the rebuild like we saw last year and not just want to trash it and say, oh, this is this is terrible and fire Tomlin. And, you know, people want to overreact, knee-jerk reactions. I think last year we seen it with offensive line. You know, when James Daniels started out slow, and was trying to adjust and, and Mason Cole to this new blocking style and scheme of Pete Meyer, uh, Pat Meyer, everybody was like, oh, Shannon said that James Daniels was the best uh, free agent guard in football. He looks terrible. And, and he did. But we see that once he, two or three games in, he found his cover zone and he was one of the best. They give up no sacks last year, officially. So we're, the, it's hard to say be patient. And I don't want to be Roger, Aaron Rodgers because he's a jerk, but, you know, spell, relax. But sometimes patience is required. Yeah. Not just with a young quarterback like Kenny Pickett, but with a, a roster with so much turnover. But I, I do I do agree that we're seeing we've we're seeing what Nick Fireball talked about today when he said that when he's in the, the rocker room. He's seen a collection of talent, and he was talking about the offense, but it also applies to the defense, that they can match up with anybody and create mismatches. And we've talked about this before. Weapons are weapons. They don't have to just be wide receivers. They don't have to. The Steelers have a gluttony of talent at tight end and H-back. They have talent, uh, specialized talent, say Calvin Austin the third. George Pickens, guys who could do a wide variety of things. They can create mismatches. If Matt Canada, with the help of Thomas, have the capabilities to create those mismatches, I believe Kenny Pickett and company can take advantage of them. So I'm like you. I could see this team making the playoffs and maybe making some noise. All right. Well, that is our show for today. I want to thank everyone. In our live chat, everyone, for listening. Make sure you're checking out the other shows here on Steel Curtain Network. Make sure you're clicking over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com to read all of our articles, to stick with us, and find out all the news you need this Steelers offseason. As always, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for letting us do what we do. 
Uh, have a great week, and let's go Steelers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.